Konnichiwa, and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. We have a special episode this week. First of all, currently the three of us, uh, our usual hosts, are all in, sitting in the same room, which is, as you may know, a rarity. Uh, I am Illegal86, and I am joined by the lovely Nerd Bomber. Hello, hello. And Tectic. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well. We are also going to be joined by a special guest later in the episode today. If you've listened in the past, you probably know who this is. I won't spoil it in the meantime, but we have some news topics, of course, today to talk to you about as well. We're going to be talking about the latest Tony Hawk news for those pro skater fans out there. And we're also going to be talking about Half-Life Alex again, which we touched on last week, but has since gotten a full trailer reveal. First, though, we're going to start things off a little bit differently this week, and we are going to do the Fantasy Movie League housekeeping right off the top. And this week, our winner was Heck It's Tech, coming in at 75 million and a half, just about. Our good friend Ben Checkness, our Patreon producer, coming in at second place at just around 71 million. A secret Asian man at 70, oh, almost tied with Ben, actually, uh, 70 and a half million. Myself, coming in in fourth place is a banner week for me. I've been struggling a lot lately. Tactic coming in right behind me at fifth. Hey-o. That heyo indeed. Justin AR Radio coming in at sixth with 66 million. Devin Reed, also right around 66. Mecha Yoda at 66. Hipster Pop Geek, also at 66. Oh, actually tied with Mecha Yoda. And uh, Spitfire at number 10. And with that in mind... I want to swing it over to Nerd Bomber, who, yikes, did not make the top 10 this week. Anything to say to the people out there? I don't know what happened. I thought Dr. Sleep would do better than it did. Obviously, I chose that many, many times. But I guess I was kind of banking on that Friday night showing of Frozen. I, for whatever reason, I thought it would roll into like the Thursday premiere. I don't know if there even was one. It was a, a Disney kids movie. So I guess I kind of just assumed that there would be a Thursday premiere and there wasn't. And it bit me in the butt. So it looks like, based on the perfect cineplex that Fantasy Movie League tells you, uh, the Saturday Frozen was the one you wanted to pick. 21 Bridges and then a bunch of showings of, I can't see the title of the movie. It's that spy movie with all the old folks, (laughs) for lack of a better term. That was your perfect cineplex. So uh, looking at the overall... Uh, I don't think a whole lot has changed. Hipster Pop Geek still with a very comfortable first place lead with 354 million. Hackett's Tech in second with 305. Justin AR Radio in third with just around 300 and a half million. And I'm not going to go through the rest because that would take a bit of time. Uh, needless to say, uh, I am quite a bit down in the rankings. If you want to join in on the fun with us at Fantasy Movie League, you can head on over to fantasymovieleague.com and look up our private league, which is Online Warriors Podcast. The password to get into that league is podcast all lowercase. We just crossed the halfway point of this season, which I believe ends December 29th. Uh, so there's still a lot of time to uh, make up some ground, get in on the fun, get your feet wet, and then you can uh, really hit the ground running with our next full season, which will start next year. So uh, head on over there and check it out. And uh, we can jump now into our news segment, our first news segment, that is, and talk about Tony Hawk Pro Skater. So First of all, before we get to the actual news, uh, Nerd Bomber and Tectic, what's your guys' exposure to the Tony Hawk Pro Skater franchise? I was a huge Tony Hawk Pro Skater fan. I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater in my sleep. I felt like I breathed that game. It was probably one of the first games that I got when I got a PlayStation 2 when I was a kid, and I played the heck out of it. It was one of the few games that I had that was multiplayer, so I played it with my brother and my sister. I played it by myself. The soundtrack, I actually bought the CD 
Um, and I played it all the time. I had a boombox in my bedroom and I, I would rock out to the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. I remember um, at one point there were like cheat codes and stuff and I found the cheat code and I liked being the Neversoft eyeball. I don't know why, but I enjoyed being the Neversoft eyeball, just skating around. Um, I believe the trailer park was one of the maps. I think that was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. I had a huge amount of time sunk into Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, and I think I could safely say that I was a pro. How about you, Tectic? I played Tony Hawk Underground, which was the, I think it was the first one that really had uh, significant character customization, and I loved to make my character look like the Incredible Hulk. Green skin was like my jam with that, and by far just played the snot out of that series so very very excited to see this franchise rebooted and i really really hope that they do the underground series so underground that was the one where it was like a little bit more of a story like i know pro skater kind of had a story but for the most part underground like there was something about rival skater gangs or something like that and you had to slap stickers or whatnot right it was a little bit of a story to kind of it i believe it was to be in a movie to be a to make a skater movie and that was kind of what the the center of the first Underground game was about. So uh, I never played Underground. Uh, as Nerd Bomber mentioned, I was big into Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Uh, you mentioned the soundtrack, which to me is definitely one of the high points. Um, yeah, and as you said, Tectic, not much of a story to any of the Pro Skaters before, uh, I guess, Underground, as you are describing. Uh, but Pro Skater 3, I sunk a lot of hours into that game. Was never very good at it. Um, but needless to say, uh, it's also a game that, uh, I revisited semi-recently, uh, probably a year or two ago, and it has definitely stood the test of time. With that said, Tactic, you also alluded to the actual piece of news today, which is, uh, that we have some rumors that, um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 reboots, and remasters, I should say, uh, are apparently floating around at Activision right now, which is interesting for a number of reasons, uh, one being that, uh, Tony Hawk and Activision, I guess, had kind of a falling out after the last Tony Hawk game came out, uh, perhaps because it didn't do as well. I'm not really sure. It was a huge mess of a game. Like, it was very rough. I didn't actually play it, and I actually put off buying it. I was waiting for it to go on sale, but I got completely discouraged when I saw a lot of the reviews and, like, the Let's Plays and stuff. The game was a total mess. It was nothing like the original games and pretty much p- almost tarnished the franchise's name. Yeah, based on... I, I want to say I played a little bit of Project 8, which was another one that was one of the later Tony Hawk games that came out probably in the, like, 2012-2013 area, if, I'm, if I had to guess. And it lost a lot of the uh arcadiness that i think the first three in particular really had uh, going for it and you know my first experience as much as uh, pro skater 3 was a huge part of my tony hawk experience i think the first one i had was tony hawk pro skater either one or two i honestly can't remember which one for game boy and honestly it holds up on the game boy which is pretty impressive um but i guess you know there's rumors going around of remasters and there's also rumors going around of a fresh Tony Hawk game. So if there's one thing that you guys wanted to see in a new game, an entire standalone new experience, what would that be? Well, first off, my question is back in the, in the late nineties, early two thousands skate skater boys were like trendy, whether you skated or not, the style was all like the, the skater look punk rock. I mean, he was a skater boy. He said, see you later boy was, was mainstream media. Right. So, do you think part of the reason why such a game would flop now is just 
that's not as hip as it once was. I think it flopped, at least the last Activision game flopped, because the controls were bad, the graphics were bad, and it really felt like it was something straight out of the late 90s, early 2000s. It kind of felt like they slapped some face paint on it and tried to deliver the same game. So basically what I would like to see now is just that same arcade game with updated graphics and I guess just taking advantage of the new physics engines, the new power of the consoles. I don't really want the game formula to change that much because I think the arcade style was what made it really fun. There were a few other games that I tried to play and my parents would buy them for me because I like Tony Hawk so much. And I think it was like skate and it was a little bit more realistic. And it it just felt a little bit too heavy for me. Like it was still a fun game, but it didn't have that same appeal. Like I couldn't whip it out with my brothers and sisters. That sounded really bad, but I could like, it just, Gross. <laughs> it wasn't a party game. Like it, it was something that you would play by yourself to try to master the game controls, but it wasn't so much of a party game. And I think Tony Hawk did a really good job of capturing that like fun. You can sit down on the couch and duke it out with your friends and like, just have a really good fun time. Like the games are always humorous. So I'd like to, see that today just with a little bit more effort than i saw in tony hawk pro skater 5 well and and you know there's one thing like of course the main point of the game is like skating and like stringing together combos and i remember like grinding was like super important and there was a skill level associated with it but there was also like the funnest parts of tony hawk pro skater 3 to me were like the additional objectives which were like oh you have to like grind on these switches to like make a thing happen or like oh find the secret tape that has like the secret tricks on it like get skate you know like get the letters and skate like stuff like that that really added a whole lot to the experience that i don't know if the later games had any of that and i know like skate as you mentioned which was more of a realistic skating simulator certainly didn't have anything like that and that was what made it fun so i i I would hope that if they bring this franchise back that would be what they would focus on. So if Tony Hawk gets popular again, will you guys miss his tweets? I don't know if you've seen any of his tweets. I don't know if they'll stop. I mean, so his first of all, his social media presence is amazing. If you're not familiar with Tony Hawk's social media presence, which basically just amounts to him describing how people don't know who he is, uh, it is fantastic. Go check it out. I would hope, if anything, it'll just get more popular. I think that's the best possible outcome. I'm very excited about this overall. Like, I don't know, Tactic, how do you feel about this? But I think this would actually be, if they do it well and it gets good reviews, I would definitely be on board to buy this because it has been something that I've been missing in my life, that casual game, kind of like a Rocket League. But I feel like for whatever reason, Tony Hawk has a wider appeal, I think because it was just such a widespread game in all of our childhoods. Well, first and foremost, if we want Tony Hawk to be famous, Post Malone needs to give him some more face time um, so people know who he is. Secondly... If this game came back out, I would absolutely play it. I'm, but for me, it's it's not so much what the game would have to offer. I I'm a big sucker when it comes into buying into the nostalgia factor. So, uh, kind of a, a question in closing. Uh, I agree about the nostalgia factor for what it's worth. Did either of you own a pair of Vans when you were kids? I mean, when, around the time of Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. Were you guys skater boys? I did not own Vans. I wanted to be a skater boy, but I just knew I couldn't pull it off. I was not a skater boy, but neither was I a skater girl. I tried, like I had a skateboard at one point and I tried, but I just didn't have the coordination because I think I got into it at too old of an age. And I know, I know that you can learn to do anything at whatever age, but I think it like you reach that certain age, I think it's like 13 or 14 or whatever. And you start to be conscious of the fact that like, if you fall down, that could hurt. 
And so I was just a little bit too skittish to really learn how to do anything on my skateboard. So unfortunately, I was not a skater girl. I was still wearing my Vans when Nerd Bomber met me. And in fact, you have worn my Vans before. Um, so that was roughly nine years ago. I was still rocking the Vans, the DCs and all that cool, cool stuff. Yeah, I got hoodwinked. He was a skater guy when I first met him. And now he's just a nerd, which is fine. But I got hoodwinked. So you heard it here first. If you hit 13 or 14, you'll never be able to learn anything new ever again. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. I So I, for one, I was not a skater boy. I did own a skateboard. It had SpongeBob SquarePants on the back of it. Oh, that's so hip. That should tell you where I was at skater boy wise. I was pretty much just a weird kid who liked SpongeBob and happened to own a skateboard for reasons unknown. I, I mean, I would like, I remember that a couple of friends and I, we all had skateboards and we went through like a skateboarding phase where we would like try to like, we'd build ramps, but they weren't like, you know, they weren't like vert ramps. We wouldn't even jump. We did like go up the ramp and come down and be like, man, that was gnarly. And like, that was pretty much our whole trick experience. Um, so obviously, you know, playing the Tony Hawk games kind of gave us a vicarious sense of like what it would actually be like to like catch wicked air and other skateboarding lingo. So, uh, we'll see what happens with the Tony Hawk reboot. Um, and in the meantime, we are actually going to cut into our ad break a little bit on the early side today because we have an extended second half with our special guest. So let's kick it over to some of our friends. Hello, everyone. And thank you for listening to the Online Warriors podcast. My name is Chocolabout80, and I'm here to tell you about Cross Atlantic Gaming. We are a gaming-centric podcast. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and all your other fantastic podcast catchers. Check out our website at www.crossatlanticgaming.com. Now back to the show. Tectic, Nerd Bomber, Illegal, take it away. Welcome back. We are back uh, after our ad break, and we are back once again with a very special guest, our wonderful Patreon producer, Mr. Ben Chackness. Ben, say hello to the folks at home. Hello, folks at home. Even if you're not at home, just pretend you're at home and that Ben just or said hi. in the hi. car. Yeah, at the or gym. At the gym, yeah. You Starbucks. are joined oh, by the smooth baritones of Ben Chackness. Yeah, there we wow. go. Are you, Would you say you're a baritone, Ben? Do you know? uh yeah i would say i would say that you sound like you you're definitely either a baritone or a bass nice deep rich kind of barry white thing going on so uh, oh, wow should be much more Thank pleasant so to much. listen to you're you're so welcome <laughs> it should be much more pleasant to listen to than my squeaky voice um so we're gonna let him do a lot of the talking as we transition into our next piece of news uh which is half-life alex so uh we talked about half-life alex on last week's episode um talked about kind of by that point we didn't have any real footage we were just um essentially being told by valve like hey this is coming uh it's going to be our first vr game of three major flagship vr games and on thursday of last week uh, they released the first trailer which is about a minute and a half but for that short runtime it contains uh quite a bit of juicy footage and i don't know how you guys felt but i for one was pretty wowed it looked pretty exciting. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me was just how polished it looked. And this kind of goes back to our discussion that we had last week, that there's not many AAA like, feature titles for VR. And this definitely seems like something that could drive VR sales, or at least be that major game that 
would draw people into VR because we don't really have it. We have a lot of experiences, but having a, a game that was meant for VR, this is probably one of the first true AAA experiences. And if you stuck around to the end, you'll notice that if you own a Valve headset, you know, the $700 uh, VR headset, you get the game for free. So just a small purchase of $700 and you get the game for free. Well, I mean, it's $700 and then like, don't they give you like a bunch of games for free if you get the $700 headset? Yeah, it's to promote their their system. Sure. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's if the graphics we saw in the trailer were specific to a certain kind of system or something. I was floored by, you know, I've, I have a PSVR. So like I have, I am, I don't know, but I imagine it's kind of at the lower end of what VR graphics can be. So I, you know, I, for one was, uh, floored seeing some of these graphics, uh, pretty much throughout, honestly. And especially, you know, with half-life, my point of reference is half-life two, which was like, (laughs) at this point, it was like 20 years ago. Um, so to see that same environment, um, in a much more lifelike way and, and also to be immersed in it was um, really, really pleasing. Uh, so Ben, what, first of all, what is your Half-Life uh, body of experience at this point? Have you played Half-Life 1, Half-Life 2? Are you a big fan? Are you oh, not so much? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Um, yeah, I, play, I, played them, I played them back in the day when, when Steam <laughs> was, was just starting. So it's like you know, it was just uh, an idea. They have their their storefront. It wasn't like it is now, where it had all the features and it had all the games. It was right. mostly their products, um, and I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't really? like Steam at all at that point. No, I was I was like, I don't. Why, why do I need a a single point? Um, to launch these games, why don't I just, you know, I start up a game I want to play and I just start that up and then I shut it down when I don't want to play it anymore. I, di- I didn't understand what the point was, but right. it grew into something that, you know, players want. They want their single point of access. Um, I think now, the digital games really influenced that a lot because I, I remember back in the day when we could just like pop a the CD into the disk drive and you didn't have to worry about trying to like hunt down the files but I guess with digital games, you kind of need a library. But back yeah. in the day, it really that didn't was, seem super useful. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was the thing with with me. It was like that was I I had my discs and and that was it. I did buy uh, one game from them the at the time called Sin, which was a, a remake, and it was you know like an episodic game and they were saying that they were going to make more of them and they just never did. They just, they put the first one out. I bought the first one. I thought this is great. I like the story. I like where it's going. And then they just stopped. Yeah. Valve is getting a reputation for that. I mean, given what they've done with promising trilogies and not following up on them, which I think I mentioned in the last, in the last episode, um, they seem like they have a hard time following through, but, but to be clear, so you, you didn't like Steam, but you, how did you feel about? Oh, Half-Life? I loved, I loved Half Life Two. Half Life Two was was yeah. was wonderful. Um, I, I played it on my laptop. I played it all the way through. I had some trouble with the um, with the episodes after that. With the, the you know they had the the um, following episodes after Half Life, um, yeah. Half Life Two, and those were those were good, but it was like 
I would I would go to the coffee shop and I'd play that and have fun and it was it was a great it was a great immersive experience. I really really enjoyed the whole game from top to bottom. So if yeah. you if you liked Half Life Two, do you think what it's missing is a prequel because this Alex storyline takes place between the timeline of Half Life One and Two? Um, yeah, that's and that's the thing. It's it's that's an interesting part where it where it picks up there's this big i I seem to remember there's a big like metal dog like thing that yeah that that alex is is you know um commanding and stuff and i don't know if it's gonna be like what happens leading up to that part or yeah or or how that what's what's going to be the content i'm really interested in the story however i don't think I'm built for playing hours and hours and hours of a VR game right, okay. consecutively. So that was I don't kind of, think I could do that. That was kind of my next question. So, you know, we talked a little bit about this last time about how we get VR fatigue. So do you have a VR setup? And, and if you do, what's your experience? If you don't, you know, it sounds like you're saying you don't think you would have the kind of endurance to really burn through a game like Half-Life that has this very story-driven immersive kind of idea behind it well i would love it but i just don't think that i would physically be able to handle it i mean i that's the thing i don't have i don't have um i've played um the playstation vr like demos and stuff i haven't had any problems with like um headaches after playing the demos i don't get you know woozy or anything Mm -hmm. but this depending on the length of this thing if this is like hours and hours and hours of playing with a headset on and that's the only option i have is playing it in vr i don't i don't know i think i, I just don't know i i saw i think it was jeff Keeley was saying that he had access to the development cycle of this entire game and that he's seen it at various stages but the whole game took him about like 15 or 16 hours to finish and wow like you i just can't imagine being in a headset i mean that would take me months to finish by the time i would be able to chunk out small sessions of playing in vr because like normally with a game like something like spider-man or god of war horizon zero dawn i would sit down and maybe this isn't healthy but i would sit down for like sometimes eight hour playing sessions and I would like take breaks to go to the bathroom or get some food but I couldn't see myself (laughs) doing that with VR like I couldn't lose an entire day because by the end of that day I would just be exhausted 15 hours I did not know that that's I mean for any VR game that is pushing the upper limits I mean that's I'm impressed I'm also like kind of like you were saying Ben like I'm daunted by that like I you know my VR experience is after an hour at the most i'm like all right i need to do something else um but but i'd be interested i I, I do want to talk a little bit about the the fact that alex vance is the protagonist in this game because i know and you don't have to say what the spoilers are or anything but i know that in episode one and episode two her background is discussed a lot more and i i never played episode one or two so i don't really know a whole lot about her i don't know how pivotal she winds up becoming um but obviously it seems like a lot of this is going to focus around her do you think that's uh, a good decision um as opposed to having you know somehow having gordon freeman back i don't even know if that would fit within the timeline that they have but um how do you feel about that choice generally 
I think it's a, I think it's a good choice. I think what they're doing here, um, honestly, is testing the water to see if there's still a market for for this. I mean, it's not, it's not uh, the next episode of Half Life that everyone's been, you know, wanting. Right. <laughs> everyone, yeah. I say, everyone who's a fan of the of the series wants, but I, I think this is, I I, I like where they're going with this i like the idea that they're trying something or you know they've been developing this something new that's you know going to be hopefully groundbreaking and and just Mm -hmm. redefine um games as far as vr games i mean this is you know this is i think this is the first one of the first major design from the ground up for vr games that's a big big title major name yeah yeah so i mean you know now am i gonna play it uh, <laughs> i really can't say yeah so no, that, so go ahead so knowing how limited the vr market is do you think this is actually a move to get people hyped up about half-life again and maybe prepare the fan base for the next installment well i mean i think it does kind of like ben said test the waters see what kind of interest there is in half-life which i mean they'd kind of have to be a little bit blind with their head in the sand if they didn't realize that everyone wants half-life too but i guess it also allows them to test different things like different storytelling uh tools and stuff that they might not be able to do in half-life three without the pressure of knowing this is half-life three this is what everyone has been waiting for for almost 20 years so i think this lets them like dip back into the franchise slowly test the player base make sure that they're in the right direction so when half-life three eventually does come out like they'll have some of that testing behind them yeah i mean i i think so when i watch this trailer the main thing that jumps out at me besides the graphical um flawlessness honestly is it was was amazing but the the gameplay too looks like it looks like they're really going to make the most of the fact that it's a vr game i mean it looks like they have some kind of mini game puzzle sort of circuit stuff and they have a lot of great looking gunplay um i'm curious to see how the movement's going to work because that I think is always one of the bigger struggles behind getting VR gameplay that's convincing and and yet also doesn't disorient you. Yeah, Um, I think that fluid movement in games, at least, so when we first got the PlayStation VR and a lot of the experiences in games out there, they have the teleportation system for movement and you would think like, oh, that's got to be super jarring and like, why would they choose that? What is that design decision? But at the end of the day then, when I played like something like Skyrim and the movement is super fluid and you can walk just using the stick. That is incredibly sickening if you don't have your VR legs totally underneath you. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how they pull that off because I feel like in a game like this, like all of the gameplay aspects that we kind of saw in the trailer, it seemed like it would be a very fluid movement game, which also kind of mm. makes me wonder like, Valve has put so much work into VR systems and obviously like they've put a lot of effort into developing this game just from the 
at least completeness that it seems like in the trailer, like everything looks pretty well refined and it's coming out in March. And it makes me wonder if they have something like some kind of programming magic that they've done to make motion sickness less of an issue. Because right now, as it stands, like that's a huge barrier to entry for VR in general. And if you can remove that, that would be huge. Because could you imagine someone spending $700 on the system? Because for the most part, I'm, I'm assuming this game will drive a lot of new VR players to buy a system to play this game and could you imagine your first experience being something like Skyrim VR with the very fluid motion system and then you get sick right away like that would terrify you you would never want to play again right I mean I so uh, yeah I mean I'm I'm very hopeful based on because they didn't show much movement in the trailer but the, tr- the movement that they showed looked like it would be easy to handle and then you know it's it's easy to say that without being in the actual headset and experiencing it yourself um but I have high hopes. I mean, th- this is supposed to be, again, the, the, the first of three quote unquote flagship games, f- flagship VR games for them. So I would say, I think thematically they're testing the waters for, for Half-Life, but as far as, you know, gameplay goes, I'm hoping that what they're looking to do is kind of flex their muscles and say like, you know, the, t- the two after this could, e- could be even better than this. And this is kind of their proof that like, yeah, we can do VR games. We can do them well. And you should, as Tactic said, buy our $700 <laughs> headset if you want to be, you know, really at the front end of this. So it's also time. I don't know. I mean, plot wise, we, we don't get a lot from the trailer. Uh, her dad is involved, which I know her dad was. I don't remember the details, but I know her dad was a major character in Half-Life 2. Um, I didn't remember. Is everyone Australian in Half-Life 2, Ben? Because everyone's Australian. <laughs> I didn't get. I was like, I, I must have just forgotten about that detail. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall. Because <laughs> honestly, yeah, it's, there, it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time for me too. But I mean, they're all throwing shrimp on the Barbie in, in this trailer, and <laughs> you know, there, there's some humor. Like the guy throws the gun out the window and it goes off. He's oh, now it's not loaded. I, I chuckled. I was like, all right, for in for in game humor, that's like that's pretty decent. I love me um, a zany old man. So. I have I have high hopes. Before we move on, any any further thoughts? So Ben, you said whether you would buy is is, is up in the air. Um, I don't think. Oh I, gosh, yeah. I, I don't. I you know. Do you think it's going to ever come to to like uh like a PlayStation VR? Well, like that's maybe my the thing. next generation or yeah, know, I, that's like. I could see I, it I, maybe on a future I, system, but I think right now, just knowing the library of playstation vr games currently i think we're really limited by the processing power i mean even the playstation 4 pro there's still it kind of hiccups a little bit i've seen i don't personally have the pro but i've watched enough streaming and gameplay videos to know that like every now and then that'll still hiccup and the graphical fidelity just isn't the same as like a a two thousand three thousand dollar gaming rig running these games so i think they might be wary to put it on PlayStation, at least this generation, just because it might not show the game the way that they want it to. Um, mm-hmm. But I am assuming as the consoles get more developed, like, why wouldn't they? That's just another player base that they could tap into. So it could be a PS5 thing is is what you're saying. And and, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I do find myself a little bit jealous that I, you know, I'm not going to go out and buy a VR rig for this. You know, I have a PSVR that kind of uh quenches my vr thirst um enough and it sounds like this isn't coming to psvr anytime soon for the reasons that you mentioned so i do find myself a little bit jealous but also willing to wait until it can be the best that it can be and and you know by the time ps5 rolls out 
we could also be seeing i i think i heard the other day that um they initially were going to try a portal game for vr which to me that game would make itself um but i guess they ran into difficulties or something maybe we'll see that in the future that would be the title the triple a title of valves that i would have expected to see um but i don't know to to be seen i guess the problem was there was no cake the cake was a lie the cake didn't work is always a lie um so so yeah uh, half-life alex uh comes out is slated to come out march 2020 i don't think we have an exact date i think it just said march 2020 um if there is an exact date i don't know look it up you're you're on the internet my parting words to this whole thing is I'm not full-blown on getting a VR setup for the PC, probably until I see what the other top-tier games that they're going to be releasing for VR is. I need I need that bigger library to really justify the investment. That's that's reasonable. Are you, you're saying the other two Valve games or just PC VR games in general? Um, I guess I guess both are applicable, right? Yeah. There's not many top-tier vr games that justify it right now and hopefully this kind of progression continues yeah i i I think for right now especially there's a there's quite a bit of over at least as far as i know it there's quite a bit of overlap between pc vr and ps vr so you're not really missing out on too much by having one and not not the other so we'll see if that changes down the road or even if the overlap gets um you know gets more overlappy as as consoles start becoming more uh, high powered but yeah uh half-life alex uh get hyped valve fanboys so now we are going to transition into uh one of our favorite times of the week it's the what are you up to wednesday part of our show and of course uh we are going to start today with our special guest who is going to be talking to us about one of his recent video gaming haunts as i understand Yes, yes. I recently started playing Jedi Fallen Order um, on my PlayStation 4. Um, It was kind of an impulse buy based on a lot of positive reviews Mm -hmm. um, that I was seeing. And um, I'm really, uh, really excited to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, so... so Or answer your questions. Well, so I've seen a lot of great uh like it sounds like you saw a lot of great press about this game um i've heard comparisons to metroid which frankly gets me really excited um i've heard that it's uh very exploration focused which you don't often see in star wars games and i've also heard that it's one of the better star wars games in the past few years um so you know i'm very interested this is obviously um also a very high profile of recent release so um what's your playtime at right now and how has your experience been so far because i heard the start the ramp up is a little bit slow but once it hits its pace it starts to get really really satisfying yeah that's that's i'm i'm at about the part uh probably about halfway through the game um i would say i'm about maybe about 10 hours in total um i am playing it Uh, I started playing it at the Grandmaster level, which is like, if you want to play it, like you'd play um, any of the Souls games, that's the way you play it. Um, And I got so frustrated early on. It's like, I don't want every single fight to be a boss fight. 
I don't and want I, that. That's not I, that's not why I play va- video games, right? right. But I understand I, that people do like that. Well, I've heard that comparison too in, in some of the reviews that I've seen. That is that some of the mechanics are are Dark Soulsy. Like there are certain things that, like if you, I think the death mechanic is in particular the thing that most emanates or most emulates Dark Souls. Um, but I have never played Dark Souls. I just know that it's really, really impossibly hard, which is what you seem to be describing. Yeah. Well, that's uh, and you said it that way. That the what they recommend the default is um, basically Jedi Knight, which does have some Dark Soulsy kind of. You know, you've got to be very um, tactical by the way, in the way that you basically go face to face with different enemies and animals and stuff. Um, but I'm playing it on just the story mode. Just, just basically, it's to me. This is the way I wanted to play it. I tried it, the Grandmaster. That's not fun for me. So I am playing right. it at the easiest level. And it feels like a hack and slash, like like any other sort of game, like you know, like a Tomb Raider or or something like that, where it's like right. you're just you know beating the crap out of stuff and and moving on, and it's not too difficult. But I'm I'm enjoying playing it that way, and I'm glad I you know I'm glad that they're giving people the option, right? Right. It's not like you have to play it this way. Which is one of the one of the big turnoffs for me in Dark Souls. It's just like I, I play I play games that you know I like doing the hack and slash. I like a boss fight every once in a while, but not every single thing <laughs> right. but you, has to be a boss fight. You like having fun, is what it sounds like. Which I, I'm yeah. I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Um, yeah. But but the, the, another thing that I've heard a lot about is. Um, the lightsaber combat and also the lightsaber customization. So what's your lightsaber now? Now, can you have dual sabers? Can you have, um, yeah, I know you can change the color. Can you change the hilt? Like, is there a a whole lot of customization there? I've heard some great things about it. Yes, there is. Um, one of the things I did when I went into, um, easy, uh, the easy mode was you have an option early on to go where they want you to go, which is the next the the next planet, or you can go to um, uh, Dathomir, which is where I guess where Darth Maul is from or something. Okay, I don't know. sure. sure. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I I don't I don't really know the lore of of Darth Maul, but anyway. It, you can go there, and there you can find... It's difficult, especially if you're going to be playing it on a harder mode. Um, but you can find a double the double lightsaber. So, okay, like, yeah. what Darth Maul would wield two-handed, or you can just do the one-handed, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can switch between the two. And wow. so that's pretty cool. Um the combat, for the most part, as far as the lightsaber combat, is very smooth. Um, you know, as you progress in the game, you can unlock different moves to do with the lightsaber and different things to do. But it's it's uh, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty amazing, and the customization is pretty awesome too. So, what yeah. color lightsaber Although, let me, did you pick? Let me just uh, orange, because <laughs> I got the pre-order, so I did the orange. Oh, right on. So I'm really big into the stories of games lately. How would you rank the story of this game? Like 
I guess there's it's a twofold question. Like, how do you rank it in comparison to like the Star Wars world in general? And how would you compare it to a game like, say, God of War or Spider Man in terms of the story content? Okay, so it's it's trying to it's trying to it seems like it's staying really true with with the the Star Wars universe. It does have. Um, it does have characters from other other movies. You're gonna recognize some of the you know some of the enemies from different parts of Star Wars. It does a very good job of. It seems sticking to the canon of the story. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's just it's basically a, a new story that at first I was kind of hung up on some of the. Some of the the buggy sort of things about it. it. This thing, this game came out very, very quickly. Yeah, they, I was, they I was were gonna get pushing to it to the wire. I was going to get yeah. to this because I know this is something that I've heard, and is that in spite of all of its really great aspects, it almost seems like certain parts of it weren't even done. Um, yeah, it was not polished, and and some of the things that that are happening in the with enemies that sometimes they'll appear above you early on right um and, and things like that they'll be popping in and out um it's the textures and the map and things like that it's, mm-hmm. it's not horrible it's it's you know it's 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 manageable as far as if you can if you can tolerate those things the story seems to be going in a direction where it's going to be satisfying conclusion now is it going to be the level of a spider-man or like a um god of war i don't i don't think it reaches that but if you love star wars you're gonna like yeah. the story of it, this game it, i it, think it doesn't have to is is probably they may have even had that conscious thought um but yeah and, and i know i know in in terms of like the bugginess i know they've already gone record promising patches and you know who, who knows whether they'll actually whether whether they'll actually put out patches that will be effective in fixing a lot of the issues but i have heard um again one thing i did mention is comparisons to metroid prime and and the main comparison there is um there's a lot of opportunity to uh backtrack and go to certain places that aren't on the main storyline to get certain things you mentioned the double lightsaber as being maybe one example of many or was that yeah yeah okay that's that's one of the things that you can like one of the hidden sort of bent workbenches um and then also there are basically workbenches all around that you can discover there's there are secrets scans there are seeds for a terrarium on the ship that you're on that you you know you grow these seeds in a terrarium i mean there are a <laughs> lot of different collectible things that you get throughout the game um so it's it's one of those yeah it's kind of i mean it's you say metroid metroid as far as you know like you need to get certain powers in order to unlock certain areas right. but that just seems like a normal platformer kind of okay, mechanic true. that's true you know um but yeah it's it that's uh it's really so far so good it's enjoyable let me tell you though sliding is horrible sliding and rope swinging is going to be the worst experience you've ever had in any game whatsoever <laughs> and do you have to do it often? i'm not even joking um no there's some there's sometimes when you're traveling where you where you have to slide down something and then jump onto a rope and then jump off of something 
and I it's it struggle. It just it just it just doesn't doesn't work the way I want it to. It's horrible. You got to retry a number of times. Yeah, maybe you'll be brilliant at it. I don't know. You gotta but, you gotta play the me, uncharted just games. Frustrated. I tend to not well, be good yeah, at those but, type of things. So that that is something great for me to know to just like brace myself yeah. when I'm ready to play it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, it, but, it, but there's a, you know, there's cool puzzles and and things like that. Like you know, any kind of Tomb Raider game, you're gonna have the cool puzzles. You, you know, the good the the cool Star Wars lore. Mm-hmm. Initially, I was gonna be very harsh and. Uh, um, Initially, because I was like, well, this seems really overhyped because I was focusing on all the the negative parts. But as I'm getting into the story, it's starting to draw me in. But it, it took it took a good probably six hours going to a couple of different planets, exploring um, to, to make that happen. You know, what Boy, I mean? that's so that, that's a long time. It almost makes me wonder yeah. if some of the technical issues were because they rushed to get it out on time for like the Disney Plus launch. Because if you think about all of the new hype generated by the Mandalorian, like you you have to wonder if the True. concurrent launch dates were coincidence or not. Well, and also to I'm get sure in that front had of, something to do with it. it. It's that, and to get in front of uh, Black Friday and, and really the, the the real heat of the holiday shopping season. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, money, it, both things are, are money related, but, um, it's good to hear that, you know, in spite of a delayed fuse, it seems like it's, it's taking off for you. Um, oh yeah, it's, 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 and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's really enjoyable. I like the story. It does feel in places like, you know, like a God of war. Okay. Uh, although I preferred, I preferred God of war as far as it, but it's like that kind of game where, where, you know, it's just. I think at first I I thought that um, Fallen Order had kind of suffered from kind of an identity crisis where it didn't know where it wanted to be. It just wanted to be everything for everyone. Right. It's got the Dark Souls things. It's got the Uncharted things. It's got the the puzzles like your Tomb Raider stuff. It's got the Metroid Prime stuff. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean... Uh, but I'm, but it's it's growing on me, it's growing on me. I really do, I I really do like it. It's not my game of the year, but it would probably be in consideration um, if it was if it wasn't you know, it didn't have all these little minor kind of bugs and stuff that I you know that I discover. It could it could have been you know it it could have right. been my game of the year, but. Um, my game of the year is, is control. That's what it is. Control is, is <laughs> that was, it's on my list for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. You definitely, uh, yeah. But, but this is about Jedi fallen order. So, <laughs> right. Um, well, if, if for all, for all of our listeners, if you are interested in, uh, Jedi fallen order after hearing about Ben's experience, it is out now at, to be purchased anywhere video games are sold. Uh, not a sponsor. I'm making it sound like a, we, they sponsored this episode or something. They didn't. Um, Nerd you know what? Uh, can I can I say? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Can I say one last thing about about Star Wars? Please. Uh, that that is kind of a pet peeve of mine, sort of. You, you know, you've got all these customizations. You can customize your BD one. You can customize the ship. You can customize mm-hmm. Cal, who's the main character. But they have it's like a a variety of ponchos. It's ponchos, <laughs> nothing but ponchos. Right. I was like, really. 
That's, I've got to unlock like 70 different ponchos. I that's don't the want Jedi to wear garb. a poncho. It's what the Jedi always yeah. wear, man. Uh, I, 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 you know what? I just don't take the ponchos. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker, kind of like an all black suit kind of look. Um, yeah, but uh, that's 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 also good to know. Um, you don't have to wear them though. Thank God. Oh, okay. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love. But me but I mean, one. you're unlocking lots of. Yeah, you you you'll love this then, Tectic. You'll love a plethora of ponchos for you. Say that three times fast. You don't have to. No. <laughs> <laughs> plethora of ponchos. Uh, well, great. Um, Nerd bomber. What do we have? So. I know we'll probably end up talking about this on a weekly basis, but I don't want to dig into it too much because I know you, Illegal, have not watched the latest episode yet, and I'm not sure if Ben has, but I caught up on no The Mandalorian. And I'll, so I have a few like top-level comments. First of all, I think overall, it's doing a really good job of keeping my attention, and I'm very excited and I'm pleasantly happy with how the series is progressing so far. I just... Everything about it from just the visual effects to the storytelling so far, three episodes in, I couldn't be happier. My second point. Gosh, I'm resisting the urge to ask you so many questions, even though I know I don't want to know the answers to them. But continue. I feel like it is better to go in blind if you can. This will probably be one of those shows that when the episodes drop on Fridays, I'm going to watch it like right away. Um, The second portion of my thoughts is that when watching it today, I think the the duration of the episodes, the episode length is absolutely perfect. So it's, it's like just, half an hour, right? It's just over half an hour. I think the episodes are somewhere between like 32 to 37 minutes. So it's longer than your standard like 20 minute half hour show, but not so long as like an hour long episode where it overstays its welcome. So it really like whets your appetite, but then still leaves you wanting more and doesn't overstay its welcome. And I think that's something that's really important, especially as Disney is exploring this new format of their weekly shows, and especially something with this much production value, you want to make sure that it doesn't get tired, like episodes don't feel overly long, but I don't think that you could get the story across in 20-minute episodes. So in terms of the episode length, I think so far it's been spot on. And there are so many other comments that I'm trying to refrain from saying just because I really enjoyed this third episode. And it's probably one of the better episodes in a series that I've watched in a very long time, in my personal opinion. So better better than one and two? I think so. For me, at least. It might not be wow. a popular opinion, but for me, at least, I really... This was like the episode that sold me into the series. Like, I enjoyed the first two, but this is the episode that locked me in as a viewer every single week moving forward. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, really do check it out. I, I, I basically have two non-spoilery comments that I have to say. One, the Mandalorians as a... I, I guess you would call them a race. What, what would you call them? As yeah, a, I, I think a, a race. Nomadic it, it tribe... Yeah. Um, at um, one point, he refers to it as a religion, too. I think in episode two, he says, weapons are my religion, which is like the whole Mandalorian shtick is like, they're these very militaristic people. But yeah, I, I just they're basically a roaming tribe of, of people. They're badass. I, I like to to, oh, yeah. to to relate them to like a, an Assassin's Creed lineage type deal. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just awesome. So that's my, my, my first comment. And my second comment is Yoda kebabs look delicious. Oh, I'm just, am i kidding am i serious i'll never tell <laughs> i so i i agree that um what you said earlier in your bomber that the episode lengths are 
excellent i i had that thought i think after episode two i was like that was just the perfect it hits right in a sweet spot like you said it's kind of it's right in between too short and too long and it's right where it needs to be so i'm yeah i'm really looking for i might watch that after this honestly i i don't i don't know um but i'm very excited for it ben have you been watching the mandalorian no no i have not oh man no because i don't i don't have the channel so oh right ah well if you ever get disney plus you'll be in the uh, the fantastic position to binge a lot of it at once (laughs) um so you know i've i've heard i've heard some things about this episode the, the third episode though uh nerd bomber how did you like the ewok knife fight oh gosh i'm just kidding that's that's there's that's made up i had a feeling that was that was fake uh with that said i would like to see that oh yeah wouldn't that be the cutest knife fight ever that's so adorable everyone would win both both combatants and the viewers would would win it'd be officiated by bd1 yeah yes (laughs) um tactic what do you have so in the same vein of Disney Plus, um, well, first off, winter is coming and, and basically winter's here. And when winter's here, I hardcore hibernate. Like when I say I sink into my couch, I am between cushions into <laughs> said couch. And so as such, I've decided to delve into all of that has Disney to, that Disney Plus has to offer, including some of the shows and that from my childhood and one show in particular that that hit a vein was spider-man unlimited it was the saturday morning cartoon it came out in 1999 to to kind of date myself a little bit and boy would was it awesome it had all the the great cast and crew peter parker venom carnage etc and the all of the, even the animation, everything, they had exclusively 90s fashion, which seeing that now made it way better. And <laughs> to the level of like the female characters had a sheen of lip gloss on their on their lips. It's just, it hits you right in the throwback and it's absolutely amazing. The music is fantastic because it's like this techno-y bop stuff. And I Doesn't just, have I the hi- old Spider-Man theme, like the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, doesn't do that. No, it's it's its own uh, technically bebop shtick. I, I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't describe it any other way. It's so '90s. It's amazing, and it was very edgy. And I mean, I guess this kind of goes back to all of those '80s and '90s cartoons compared to some of the stuff that you see today. But like, super edgy for what was supposed to be a kid show. It was, it was entertaining. Like, what like do you the, mean? Like, do they like say damn and stuff? In the first episode, Mary Jane is wearing the the this outfit, and it's it's a button up, but the last button is unbuttoned, so you can see her belly button. Whoa. But even just like Peter Parker has attitude, and he wants you to know it. He's got the tude, like sass. Yeah, a little bit. Wow, that just raised my chances of watching it for whatever reason. And, and um, part of what I what I was excited for, and I did a little Google search, and turns out it's not going to really work out for me is when I was a kid, I distinctly remember it ending on a cliffhanger and the show got canceled and I never got to see it. They never made this last episode. So when I when I get to that point again, I'm just going to be like, oh. what happened? Well, I think there was only so one just... season of episodes too. So you have a very short-lived time period to relive your childhood with this show. 
it got canceled because of Pokemon and Digimon. So you're you're setting yourself up for just frustration here. It's just such a good show though. It's it's it really is worth it. I I love the throwbacks. I'm excited to to wrap this one up, but really do delve into the the old content that some of these streaming services have to offer. I guess is my takeaway message. So I have been also delving into old Disney Plus content. Um, my and we've been talking about Star Wars a lot today. That's about to continue. My girlfriend had not seen episode four, episode five, and episode six. She started with episode one, guys. She started with the Phantom Menace. So um, we've been going back. I've been, I want to say I've been educating her, but that's really not what's been happening. We've been putting it on and she's been watching it and I've just been geeking out in a really unattractive way. Um, but we have watched episode four and five and six is to come. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta say, uh, you know, I don't want to spend too long talking about this cause everyone has seen those movies, but, um, I've always, so return of the Jedi has always been my favorite. That is likely to still be the case after I watch it. But I used to think that five was overrated and I'm walking that back now. Uh, for whatever reason, when I watched it earlier this week, I just, I gained a lot of new ways of appreciating it for what it is um as just like one of the best science fiction movies ever um and it really hit me in a good place so shout out to the old star wars movies um in addition to that i have started after the results of my one person twitter poll of what video game i should play next uh, i have started bioshock infinite so i'm not very far i'm not very far in it uh i essentially just the beginning of that game is bizarre. I don't, we don't have time to talk about this. I can talk about it more next week, but the beginning of that game is just very WTF for pretty much like the first half hour to 45 minutes. I'm like, what am I even doing? And then they like, give me a baseball and tell me to throw it at a married couple. And I'm like, no. And then it's just like, and I just start shooting people. It's crazy. Uh, kind of spoilery, but that's like the first 20 minutes of the game. In any case, Bioshock infinite, I'll be talking about that more in the weeks to come, I'm sure, because I'm of the, I've been told it's a, it's a long game. So, um, let's, let's get quizzed. What do you, what do you guys say? Let's, uh, let's get Ben in on this action and uh nerd bomber. I believe you are hosting this week. Yes, I am. Okay. So we have a really fun topic for you guys today. Um, this is kind of inspired by the fact that Pokemon Sword and Shield just came out, but also the fact that there is a gigantic library of Pokemon moves in the games. So I figured what better way to quiz you guys than doing another lie detector with Pokemon moves. So I figure what we'll do is uh, kind of do like a round robin. I'll read each move out and then we'll start with tactic then go illegal and then ben and then the next round then illegal would go first then ben and then so on and so forth right um and i will tell you guys if you get it right after each move um so here we go i'll start with the i'm first gonna be one. i just want to hedge really quick i've never played a pokemon game i've never played the trading card game except for like twice with my brother when i was a kid i'm going to be terrible at this Okay. I would ahead. say so I dug pretty deep into some of these move lists and unless you like religiously played the Pokemon games, which I know Tactic has played them a lot, I've but got not to be like the very best. Like he doesn't <laughs> eat, breathe, and sleep 
Pokemon bam, moves. Bam, bam, so I think you guys should be on a fairly level playing field based on the moves that I chose here. He, he sleeps Pokemon moves. Let's do it. Okay. So the first one is tongue flick. That's fake. No, no that's, real. That's, that's, real. That's, that's, that's real. that's real. That's real. That's definitely real. Yeah, that's real. That's definitely real. Like okay. a tongue has that. I fooled you guys all because that is not a real move. Ah, I should have stuck with my gut. So Get I did base that off of lick a tongue because like I knew you guys would probably think, hey, that has to be one. But no, I made that one up. Hang on. I'm Googling it because I don't believe you, even though I'm sure you Googled it <laughs> to make sure it's not real. Uh, I should have touched trust my gut. It's not real. Yeah, there You're are right. other tongue based moves, but that is not one of them. <laughs> That is <laughs> a, weird, yeah, that's a, that's a, a weird quote to say, but <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'll ever hear that ever again. In conversation. <laughs> we don't have Pokemon. normal conversation. We don't have normal <laughs> conversations here. Uh, all right, so we all suck so far. One question in <laughs> zero right, zero so zero. My next one is gear grind. Okay, that's I go real. first this time. I'll, oh wow! I'm supposed all to go right. first. I was supposed to go first, man. You took my first away from me. I'll, I'll use the information that you gave me. Um, I don't trust you. It's fake. All right. What do you got, Ben? I'm going to say real. All right. So Ben and Tactic are both right. It is a steel type move. So yeah, sorry, illegal. Expected. No, this is the expected result so far. <laughs> I knew I was going to be losing at some point. It might as well be on question two. All right. So my third move for you guys is steady wind. Okay, I think, Ben, you're up first this time. That's, I think it's my turn. Uh, I'm going to say real. I'm going to say real as well. I'm going fake again. I got to make up some ground. All right, Illegal finally got a point. Yes! I made yes. that one up too. I'm See, I, I put a lot of thought into these to try to get ones that sounded like like they could possibly be real. So, uh, well, keeping a, you on a your steady toes. Wind, a steady wind, is, 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 would be, it wouldn't be a good move. It's not going to hurt you. It's just a nice breeze. Like, just, you know caressing your cheek also if you want to know the real inspiration for this my dog farted so wow yeah that's i mean that's a weapon that's an attack but i don't get that from the term steady wind well it, it was more like yeah, a gentle we a gentle a fart at some point <laughs> well, was it a steady wind coming out of your dog's <laughs> butthole i think i think technics right we need to unpack this a little bit did you she was did right you, in the airstream going mm, that's nice <laughs> You heard it and you thought, man, that is one steady wind. It went on for a while. What can I say? How long is a while? Ballpark it. I mean, if it's more than a second, you guys got some stuff to work out over there. It was. It was like more than your typical dog toot. It was like a a decently drawn out steady wind. You should call the call the vet. Say we got a steady wind situation. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Are we seriously talking about dog flatulence right now? (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) Just just another day. That is not a Pokemon move. Dog flatulence. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll move on. The next move is techno blast. Tactic, you're up first. That's real. Techno blast. I I'm gonna agree. I think this one sounds real. I'm gonna say fake. All right. So this one is a real one. So illegal and tactic. I think it's used point. by the uh, that bear thing with speakers on its ears. I'm it is a, a normal type move, so I believe you might be right. Drawing a blank on his name. There's a Pokemon that's a bear with speakers on its ears. Heck yeah! I've been out of the I've been out of the game too long, guys. It was like one of the main Pokemon in the Detective Pikachu movie. Didn't it was it. in a bunch of ads and stuff for it too. Must not have seen the ads. Anyways, I got it right, so I'm I'm good. 
So we have a two-way tie in first, and then Ben with one point, only one point behind. Uh, the next one is parabolic charge. This one Illegal. is this one's real. Okay, Ben, how about you? Real. Tactic? Fake. All right, so our Pokemon master is not so much of a master right now. It is a real move. So illegal and but ben she couldn't make that up, man. How could she come up with parabolic? I mean, that's why would math. a Pokemon use parabolas? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't they? So right now, illegal is in first place with three points. Ben followed up in two points, and tactic is also at two points. <sighs> Tenuous lead. I. This is wow. This is unbelievable. Let's keep going. Yeah. My next one is happy hour. Ben, I believe this is you. I'm going to say fake. Tactic? I too am going to say fake. I'm going to join them and say fake. All right. Well, this one is actually, surprisingly, a real Pokemon move. It is a normal type move. And all the Pokemon weird. get messed up. Yeah. What, 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 what does this move entail? <laughs> everyone gets confused. They hurt themselves. <laughs> <on Interesting>. <laughs> does everyone get confused? Do, do you know what the move actually does? I don't know. It was a very big chart. I, ju- I just saw that it was a normal type move, but I thought it was interesting. Keep going. I'll look it up really quick. Okay. So the next move is Sticky Sap. Uh, tactic, this is you. I'm going to go real. This one is fake. Uh, I'm going to say fake as well. All right. So both Ben and Legal got a point. I made this one up. Tactic I'm getting banned. I feel like I'm like a Star Wars expert or something. You know what I mean? Using happy hour doubles the amount of prize money received after the battle. That's not what happy hour means. Hmm. <laughs> That's I, I don't agree with that as a name, but whatever. Uh, okay, so so I'm still winning. Yeah, you're leading the way in first place with four points. Uh, ben is now in second place with three points, and Tactic is falling behind with two. Tactic, you're blowing it. Oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. How many do we have left? I have four more left. Um, okay. So I, I was really on a roll with you, so I just kept going. So what my you're saying is I one, could still lose. You, you could, or you could tie. Um, this next one is Sub-Zero Slammer. This one, am I first on this one? No, I believe I'm, you the, are. No, wait. I think, isn't Ben first on this one or is it me? No, I did first last one, I think. Yeah, it's you. Illegal. It's me. Okay. Uh, sub, would you say Sub-Zero what? Sub-Zero Slammer. This is fake again. I'm saying real. I'm going to go with fake because there's a lot of characters. All right. So Ben has now tied for first because this is a real ice it. move. It's too alliterative and fake sounding. Did they, did they know that when they made it up? It sounds fake. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of moves that are alliterative and fake sounding. So this one was actually pretty easy to come up with the list for. All right. I'm going to move on to my next move. It is called <sighs> Crush Hug. Is this me? I'm going to I'm gonna go. I'm going to go real. I'm going to go fake. Uh, I'm sorry. What was it? Could you repeat Sure. Move. It is crush hug. Could you use it in a sentence? Crush hug. Could you? <laughs> um, boy, I'm gonna say real. All right. So this one I made up as a fake, and illegal yes. yes. got a point. So he is back in first. Oh my god! What a time to be alive. He was all, right. all worried about not knowing Pokemon. So here we are. My next it's- one is super great. I like this one. Twinkle tackle. <laughs> uh, 
Ben, you're up first for this one. I'm just laughing at it. That's that's totally that's that's totally real. It has to be real. I agree. Okay, then I too am going to go real because I just can't get any lower. <laughs> yeah, that one was in fact real. <laughs> it's too I, good. I couldn't make that up. <laughs> it's just too good. Yeah. Ugh. All right, so this is our final one, and it is called Magic Powder. Magic Powder, and I go first. Uh, This one, this one, this one's real. All right, Ben. Okay, this is my only chance, this is my only chance to tie, so I'm just going to say fake. I'm going to go real, because I've actually used that move before. Oh, okay. Well, it is a real psychic move. Oh, my. So, we do have a winner. It is illegal. I am, I'm very surprised. What's the final score to make us feel good, at least? Okay, so Illegal comes in first. He has six points. Ben comes in second with five, and then Tectic rolls in third at four points. A nice stagger, I will say. Tectic, what happened, man? I gotta ask. What happened? I don't know. This is almost as heartbreaking as my Star Wars flub last week. Um, you had a lot to prove, well, and, so and you really, with, you really messed with up. Some of them, with some of them, I was thinking, you know... The characters used on these names are way too long, and in the new game, they had limited the amount of Pokemon to be released so that they can have higher quality looking characters. So, if so facto, then they probably want to limit the text size too and all of all the moves. Well, all I'm saying is that line of thought does not seem to have worked for you. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work for me at all. I I, um, I think I well overthought it. I would. By the way, ipso facto is an actual Pokemon move. Was that intentional? You're lying. You're lying. No, it's it's not. It's not. I'm just. Oh man, I was uh, I was literally in the middle of googling it. I'm gonna Google it just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, that's fake news. It's not. Man, you, you got me good with that one. Um. All right. Well, that concludes our episode. Uh, we do want to take another moment to uh, thank our fantastic Patreon producer, Ben, for joining us. Thank you, Ben. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for having me. I really uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, you are so welcome. Uh, again, if you want to be like Ben, head on over to our Patreon. Um, I we, we mentioned that in the top half of the episode, so I won't take you through all of it again. Um, but what I will mention in, in addition to that is if you are enjoying what you're listening to uh, and you want to support us in some way that is not Patreon, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that. Um, and either way, we appreciate all of you for listening and we thank you for joining us once again and we'll talk at you again next week. See you next week.